funny. Welcome back to Coffee in Christ. We're just talking about what episode we're on. I like to start out with a bang. Yeah, I don't even see the screen this time. Huh? I usually can like see Dylan's screen and like see him at the start. I can't even see Not it. Not now. Not now. Wow, things changing. The yeah. element of surprise. I feel like I'm quiet. I feel like I'm really like spacious and loud. That's weird. I feel like I don't know. It's okay. I'm telling you, I think there's something like up. I mean, it says they're both recording. And they're doing great. All right, both mics. Okay. Our professional recording studio, which also happens to be my dining room table wah, 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 for the wah, wah, moment. Until uh, they get the church construction done, which was supposed to start this week. So really? That's awesome. Excited to see that. I did see them, what is it called? Reseal? Yes, they were resealing the cracks in the parking yeah, lot. That's supposed it. to reseal it, like blacktop and all, tomorrow. Well, good. Put new stripes up in there. That way people know where to park. True. They are so, very faded. That's bad. Our parking lot's rough. Yeah, it's very faded. But, but you didn't tell me how many we had at church on Sunday morning. Honestly, I, I don't count. We had 205. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. You know, I, I'm not saying you could, don't count. I mean, you could just say there was a lot of church this morning. Well, to be honest, um, Mason brought the boys like unexpectedly. Oh. He just kind of showed up and we were like, ah, ah, uh-huh. and then so I got Jonah the whole time. So. Oh, that's nice. So I didn't like look around. It was mainly just, they both did fine. Jonah and Samuel did great, but Jonah was just... Sometimes the babies at church, they, I don't know if they're like, have they communicate or what, but it'll be like quiet for a few minutes and it's just all, then all of a sudden it's just, ah, all the babies and you're like, they're well, communicating. What is happening right now? They're tele, tele, telepathy. Telepathy. What is that? Telepathy. Telepathy. Yeah, they have it. telepathy. Telepathy. Move on. Sorry. <laughs> just move on. Telepathy. I said it. Okay, I'm done. You're good. Sorry for my autistic outburst. Uh. <laughs> No, 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 no. Telepathy. Stop. <laughs> okay, anywho, anywho. Um, oh, yeah, that's awesome. 205? Yeah, I know. That's got to be one of our biggest. That's the biggest I've seen since I've been there. Really? Three years. Well, good. Heck yeah. Since I've been there. Three and a half years. Well, good. Yeah, I was excited. Awesome. Good deal. So, tell us about your week. What have you been doing? This week. This week, this week, this week. I would say confidently... Nothing. Oh, nothing at all? No, I did work. I watched a new movie. I think on Mondays, I'm going to start watching a new movie every week. Okay. Just because Mondays is my school day. I usually get done with school. I'm not done with it, but I get tired of school around 12. I'll start at like 8, and I work four solid hours, and I'll get a lot done. I'll get, like I'm done with almost all of my science. My science isn't due till November 11th. It's pretty good. And so, like, I'm... I'm ahead right now in a lot of my classes, so I'm. It's definitely, you know, I have a lot of downtime on Mondays, yeah. and so I'll just even I'll be like working on like a paper or something. I'll still just put on a movie in the background. But I watched Doctor Sleep, um, which is just a sequel. Yeah, a sequel to uh, The Shining. Have you seen The Shining? Mm-hmm. See, that's, that's a shame. I have to change that. No. The, the Shining is a amazing horror film. I don't. I don't like. It's by Stephen King. A whole lot. It's amazing. Doesn't Stephen King do like the uh, yes all the, the scary like, movies, like the It movies and stuff like I watched that. that. That's scary. I hate it. Hate it. Well, it, it's not produced by him, but Stephen King wrote like the books behind him. But it is a. It's a great book. Book. I've never read it. It's a great movie. But I watched Doctor Sleep. Sleep, and it was it was a good movie too. It came out in 2019, so I just keep adding on to it. Like I started watching The Godfather. I've never seen, never seen it. That's, that's cool. 
That's cool. And so, uh, what about you, though? Um, I mean, not not really anything. You went to Florida. Much. I did go. To, I went to Florida this weekend. Um, broke down in Florida. <laughs> Had to go to a random Ford dealership. So that was nice. Yeah. Um, and but yeah, I went to Florida. Met some really nice people. Going back to Florida in two weeks. Okay. Um, and got back at home like Monday, Sunday morning at 6 a.m. Yep, saw the sunrise. And did see, I see the sunrise. I don't see that often. Saw it this morning too. <laughs> but, um, but no, it was, I meant, I had all intentions of going to church. I had Sunday morning, like all intentions of being there. And then when my alarm went off that I didn't even hear at eight, I was just like, I literally like, there's very few moments to where I just can't get out of bed. Yeah, well, you drove. I physically, I was like, I can't get out of bed right now. I'm not ready. I mean, you drove a solid 20 hours, pretty much. It was wild. I drove 2,000 miles in, in a day. 36 hours. Yeah. So. 20, no, 30 hours. I drove 2,000 miles. Exactly. So you had plenty, plenty. But, and I had to stop for gas every 180 miles. Which was exhausting. Really? Well, like when you pull the trailer, I yeah. was pulling this enclosed trailer with my truck, and it just tanks my gas mileage. Yeah. I mean, tanks it. And I would literally get a, my that screen on my truck where I would fill up, so it would, it would literally say 190 miles. And I would go 180 and stop. Wow. So I was stopping for fuel every two hours, pretty much. And Ooh. it was exhausting. Wow. Yep. Well, so, at least you made it safe, and you're going back. Yeah. So. Yeah. Win-win. So not pulling, not using my truck this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But uh, no, no. We'll use Stacy's F two fifty. That would be smarter. But yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, besides that, honestly, I've kind of been recovering um, this week. Sleep <laughs> pretty much. So um, and then I let's see Monday. What did I do Monday? Uh, I did something Monday night. I don't know what it was. I did something. And then Tuesday had a meeting at Sycamore, and then tonight is today's Wednesday. So we're not really, but not really a whole lot. We're good. Work's been um, taxing, if that's what what you would call it. I love the different sides of work we have because we work at the same company. And today I started watching The Godfather, and Dylan today had a more a taxing. We'll keep that. It was just day. like it's just the like the amount of difference our days had. I think it's the responsibility level is uh, different. Obviously, and yes. like the departments are a lot different. Obviously, yes. But I mean, I, I mean, I started watching that five hours. I did not. I did fall asleep at work for a solid fifteen minutes today. Like, oh, I like woke my, I woke myself up. Was I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> I woke myself Excuse up. Excuse me, <laughs> like, Dylan. Whoa. Excuse me. So, yeah. and then I had a Zoom meeting, and um, I like to play with the virtual backgrounds on Zoom. Yeah, me too. Me too. So recently, mine's been the, the, the beach. You need to do Barack Obama. Oh, well, I mean, it's funny. It's it's, it's funny. Fresh, it's fresh in a work meeting. It has to be like. A, oh. But I mean, that'd be like with other business stuff. owners and general managers from across the United States, and so I um I only do um do like a like a bear. No. Like attacking you, and then you'd be like, ah, ah, ah. No. Speaking of that, I had another. We won't we won't dive into this, but I had another dream last night. Oh my goodness. We, That's why I won't go to Wilder. That's why you're going with me to Wilder. I won't go alone because there's bears out there. I'm going to die by a bear attack. Eventually. One day. Eventually, yeah. Because I've had three separate dreams about a bear killing me. 
And yeah, I just I I'm kind of afraid to just go in the woods ever. Not well, really, but we'll get over that. So that's why I have to go to Wilder Friday, and Jackson's gonna go with me. That's right. Because I I won't go by myself. I got your back. I won't go. If we see a bear, we will kill it. I'll run away. Okay, well, I'll I leave, will kill I'll it. Leave you there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You I'm not ready to die. Fear. I don't want to die. You have to overcome your fear. Well, I'm ready to die, but I'm not like spiritually. I'm ready. I don't want to die though. Yeah. I have, I don't want to die. Yeah. I'm not ready to die. I'm not ready to go. <laughs> Man, words are having a hard time. I'm, 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 I'm telepathy. <laughs> Loser. Okay. Also, I wanted to test the skills of our listeners and you, and then we'll start. You know the phrase. I do you tell me what movie it's from? Because I unlocked memory last night. Okay. The and I don't just the phrase. Whenever you're talking, like it's in a movie. I can't tell how to start this. Like it's in a movie and it's like an evil creature, and then you hear this one woman go, "Evil, evil." What movie is that from? Come on, come on. What is it? Evil. Are you sure you're saying yeah. this right? Mm-hmm. What movie is it, bro? You don't know. Does it knock a memory for you? No, it does. Like I, I know that sounds very familiar, but that could be. Email. I'm googling it. Make sure I'm right. What movie does the woman scream evil? Oh, excuse me. Mm. Okay, I'm not, I'm not having any light. But you know what I'm talking about, right? It sounds familiar. It come really on, does. Come on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to YouTube it. We're going to listen to the sound. Stand by. Evil. Hmm. I'm, I'm not sure. Me either. I can't find it. But anyway. Stay tuned. We'll get it. I know it's. It unlocked a memory for me last night. We'll and get it. I wanted to see if maybe it would unlock one for you, but apparently it didn't. And that's okay. Hmm. So if anyone knows that movie, reach out. Yeah. So I thought. I'm that, sure we'll find it. That would. I thought that was gonna go better in my head, but it didn't. Email. I, I definitely <laughs> can piece them together. Exactly. But I just, thank you. I don't know what it I is. heard it last night and I was like, a memory's been unlocked from a long time ago. You ever feel that? Yeah. Like when you hear something, you're just like, that was from my childhood. That was from the Veggie Tales. No, I wasn't allowed to watch that. Anyway. Yeah, Krebs. I wasn't allowed to watch that or Timmy Turner, the Fairy of Parents, Witchcraft. Couldn't watch it. Um, seriously. <laughs> because there were fairies. And my mother said it was witchcraft. And I wasn't allowed to watch it. Um, wasn't allowed to watch SpongeBob, but I did it under the table. At night. It's definitely worth it. I got in trouble one night because I had a bunk bed. <laughs> I had a bunk bed and I was watching SpongeBob in the middle of the night. And I fell off the top of my bunk bed. <laughs> so I hit the floor. My parents like ran in there and I was watching SpongeBob. And I got in trouble because I got caught. I was like, I'm sorry. I wasn't crying because I was crying. I was young. I was probably in second or third grade. But I wasn't crying because I fell off my bed. I was crying because I got caught from watching SpongeBob. Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> anyway. 
<laughs> Man, I'm full of it. Let's keep going. Yeah, we could go all day. I know. It wouldn't be a Bible podcast then, though. <laughs> just be Dylan's childhood. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's Matthew not a bad 18. Idea. Not just, a bad idea with uh, Dylan's no, podcast. No. Uh, no. <laughs> Matthew 18. So we got through most of it. Yep. We have 17 verses left. We're going to be picking up in Matthew chapter 18, verse 15. You want to go, Amigo? Okay. I'm struggling with my words. So okay, I think I'll, read, I'll read 15 through 18 to get us started. And then we'll keep going. Okay. Sounds great. All right, picking up. Again, first 15. If your brother sins against you and go tell him his fault between you and him alone, if he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. He refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly I say to you, Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I'm going to go ahead and finish it. Uh, Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven, for where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. Well, this could go, this could be like, I want to do a sermon series. Richard did this sermon one time, but this I want this to be like the, the sermon series of Verses in the Bible we don't want to talk about, and this is one of them. Yeah. It's a lesser on the list. There's it's other there's other things that we could read that you're like, oh, I want to read about that. I but, think it's the way we approach it because this yeah. isn't this isn't like I don't know a, a terrible topic or anything. Well, like it's not, that. but it's it's, it's 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 the approach you take on it, right? Like some people could really take this the wrong way and do miss you know understand. Well, I think it. I think we as Christians we get the wrong idea of what the word passive means. Right. Because see, especially our generation, like no one wants confrontation. Nobody wants that. Yeah. And that's what I mean. I don't want it either. Okay. But sometimes it's necessary. Sometimes you have to have it, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and between brothers and sisters in Christ, I've experienced it. I don't know if you have, I have experienced it. I've had to be confrontational with people, you know, but I mean, it starts out in verse um, 15 and this is where, um, no one wants to hear this part because, and I'll read it again, but it says, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens, listens to you, gain your brother. And you're right. It's all about the approach. But if a brother or sister sins against you, I think what a lot of us want to do is just, oh, let's, let's brush it under the rug. Let's not. Mm-hmm. And Or worse, go tell somebody. Exactly. That's not And they them. want to address it between everyone else but that person. Right. And that's not... That's called gossiping. Yeah. And, I mean, you, you just have to be able to sit down. And that's that's the kind of relationships that you should strive to have. I mean, that's just my opinion. This is completely my opinion. But, like, have a relationship with somebody that you can sit down and say, I'm laid all on the table. Here's what happened. Here's what I think about it. Um, I think you're wrong. Yeah. And I, I'm shortening this. Don't go, don't jump to that. Yeah, sugarcoat it too. But, I mean, like but just be like, hey, you know, this is how I feel and maybe you see it a different way, but here's how I see it, and here's why I disagree with it. There you go. That's a better mm-hmm. one. And, and if somebody just blows up and leaves, like, you're not on the right level with that person. I mean, you need to be able to just sit down and say, mm, hey, yeah. this is what's going on. And they should, and, and you know, sometimes you have to agree to disagree. I've done that to people before, too. You agree to disagree and just say, 
okay, well, you see it that way and I see it this way. At least we brought it up to each other and move on, you know. But nobody, again, everybody wants to run to everybody else. They don't want to talk to anybody about their, you know, issues. And I think the more you talk to people about issues, the less issues you have. Yeah, you got to get to that comfortable state. Yeah, like that's that's just, and again, that's this is certainly my opinion. But I mean, if you, most issues come from one, one thing. Like if you have an issue that, that's never addressed, then you just have animosity against a person, especially a Christian, which is horrible. Mm-hmm. But you have animosity against that person, and it goes on for years. Well, then they do other things that normally wouldn't bother you, but you still have the animosity from the first thing. And then the issues grow, and they grow, and they grow. And then that's if you would have just addressed the first problem when it happened, then it all goes away. That's my opinion. I mean, and what, what do you think about it? Oh, I, mean, I, I definitely agree. And it's just... These are steps here that we that I just read, and it's very important that you follow them. Right. Like he says first is to go to them in private, mm-hmm. and that is again you talked about gossip. We do not want to be one to gossip about something as this, and at, and plus, if you go to them personally, face to face, privately, maybe you're wrong, and if it's if you're wrong right there, then that's where it stops right there, exactly. and no one else has to know. No one else, uh, maybe you're the only one that's thinking that. I mean, and if that's the case, great. I mean, like, you've avoided so much, so many problems. Like you said, so many problems can be avoided if you just go to them. And you're personable. This Again, you know, this is not Bible. This is Jackson. Personable. Talk to them face-to-face. And, and I mean, it doesn't have to be face-to-face. But I kind of get that from when Jesus talks a little bit down the way when he's saying that, you know, we have we have a, a lot more forms of communication. We have social media, a lot of things that Jesus has never, you know, never had in his lifetime. And so we definitely have different ways of approaching somebody. But when he's saying go to him or them in privately, I like to imagine that it's face-to-face because that's the most personable you could be with exactly. somebody. Yeah. And so, and then, again, keeping on with the steps, that's step one, privately. To try not to... You know, go gossip. Don't don't go seek and somebody it, else. And it shouldn't be. I mean, on this topic, because this is the biggest one. I mean, most most things. If you if you follow these steps that are explained to Matthew, like if you can go through step one, ninety percent of the time, that's where it's going to stop. Because I mean, you know, me and you have been friends for a couple of years. Have we ever had problems? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do we address those problems? Well, you sit down and you say, "Here, this is what I think." Yeah. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're wrong. But that's where it stops. You know, going on to the next step, you know, but if he doesn't listen, take one or two other people. I mean, I, and I've never had to do that. Yeah. I've never, I've never done Most that. of the time it stops after step one. I've never taken, you know, hey, Jackson, Ty wronged me and he won't listen. So um, let's go and jump him. Like that, that's never, I mean, I'm, I'm just putting that in my own words, yeah. but I've never had to do that. Yeah. You know, and especially step three to bring it before the church. And when I... To me, that says bring it before the elders. Yeah. You know, maybe not get up there in front of the whole church, but I, I mean, everyone. but bring it to the elders and just say, hey, this is Excuse what, and I've heard, I mean, I've been in elders meetings where that's happened. Yeah. Like where, I'm not an elder, but I mean, as a minister, I've been in those meetings and that's happened before. With At Double Springs, it's happened. Yeah. I mean, but nine times out of 10, it's going to be squashed if you just sit down and say, hey, you know, because think about it. If we're going to, to imitate Christ... To imitate our Father, 
then, well, you get the the Godhead three in one. You know, our Father's God. But you you get it. But mm-hmm. you know, to imitate Christ, you know, when he had a problem with something. Or you address it. Like you sit down and say, anytime you had a problem with the Pharisees, anytime you just, all right, here's, here's, what, here's what we're going to do. Yeah. And, you know, that's how Christ handles us. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if we obviously doesn't sit down in front of us face to face and talk to us. But, I mean, if, if we have a sin that we're struggling with, it's it's if we read the scripture, it's specifically called out. Yeah. And we should be able to sit down in, in communication with Christ and say, this is what I have going on. And I think that relationship that you should have, that vulnerable relationship with Christ, that's the relationship you should seek with other people. You know, hey, this is what's going on. What do you think about it? And then it's usually squashed. Maybe awkward for a little while, but it's squashed. Yeah, it you usually know. is. You never have to get past that point. Right. But it comes from when you get to step two, and step two doesn't even work, it goes from the person who's committing the sin, it goes from denial to almost defiance like you're almost too stubborn to oh well now i can't you know i can't break now i gotta stay strong because i it's you know you're now just defying exactly what it says because like you said it's in front of the elders the ones who are supposed to be leading you and so like and and even then sometimes it does you know go to a public church matter but it it was a lot easier back then for step number three mm-hmm. where it was brought out to the church is because most of the time you know you have the church of philippi you have the church of laodicea you have the church of you know x y and z you fill them in they didn't have churches like us like where we have in cookville we have six mm-hmm. six churches across they didn't have that they were usually under like a very central group of elders right. who controlled a very large amount of like well, overseeing, once they control, mm. overseeing a large amount of, of members, and so that almost made it impossible. Like you, they would never get to step three because you know step four is worst case scenario is where you're cut off, right? And and so they would never even get to step three because they realize, well, if I'm cut off from the church because I'm too stubborn and I don't want to see that I'm doing wrong, then I got to move. Like it, it was a very traumatic and hard decision that the person who was sitting had to make right and then and then we just keep going um where it says that we are to treat the person who is being cut off um as a gentile and a tax collector and so he's he's saying if jesus is saying if this person is not going to listen to the counsel of the entire church body the elders, you know, you, we've now gone privately in two steps. Now we're in publicly in the in the third. That we're supposed to treat them as the Gentile and tax collector. And a Jew, and remember, we're still speaking to Jews here in all of Matthew, would not even associate themselves in any ways with Jewti- with <laughs> Gentiles. That's a good one. The Gentiles, Gentiles, or with Jews who worked with the Romans collecting taxes from them. And so, again, we're, I, that's a harsh thing to say, but sometimes you got to show some tough love, and, and some, it might work out. One thing I think that will help us the most, just with any confrontation, you know, yes, we want to immediately when somebody wrongs us, and if you've not been wronged before, you will, but I mean, when, when we're dealing with people, mm-hmm. 
there will always be fault. You know, and I, I learned that about two years ago in a management position at work. Because like the guys would make a mistake and I would just be infuriated. My dad actually taught me this and I would be like, you know, this is not the type of type of work that we do. This is not, you know, I'm putting my name on this too. And I was just instantly just blow up, you know. And um my dad told me, he said, I want you to remember something. He said, anytime you deal with people, there will be fault. Yep, we're human. And I ever since then I'm and that's just with anything. That's not just with work. Yeah. I mean, you know what, you may get frustrated that it takes too long to prepare your order at Zaxby's. Well, you don't know what's going on in the kitchen. Right. You know, maybe they're short staff. Maybe they're maybe they don't have too much going on. There's not enough people to do the work. Maybe they're down a machine. Maybe one of their machines are broken. And there's there so many things that play into mistakes that we immediately want to just jump down somebody's throat. Yeah, point fingers. And especially in the church. Okay, and I, I can speak on it from the point of church leadership, you know, because when you, and this is ridiculous, but we put ministers on a pedestal and think, well, I cannot believe that Dylan forgot this. Yeah. Okay, well, anytime you deal with human beings, there will be fault. Right. You know, and we do that the same with Christians. Well, you know, Jackson's not a good Christian friend. Well, okay, Jackson's a human being. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a human being. You know, we, we, we immediately want to just jump down somebody's throat and be mad. But there will be fault. There are times that we have faults, and you just have to know how to deal with it. You have to know how to fix it. And if you're wrong, and this is a big deal. I mean, if, if as a Christian, if you're wrong, admit it. Yeah. Like, we, the same way we put ministers on uh, pedestals, we put... Christians on pedestals. Everybody does. Not just not just our brothers and sisters, but I mean people out in the world. Yeah, we forget we're human. And you're like we're gonna fall. We're gonna make mistakes. It's it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's by design. We're we're flawed people. Yeah. And you just have to know it's not about the mistakes that you make, it's about how you fix the mistakes that you make. That's yeah. a big deal that that we as the church we 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 miss the point. We miss the whole point. Because we immediately, well, I cannot believe they said that to me. Well, can you believe they're a human being? Can you believe that maybe there was something going on in their life that day that caused them to say that? Maybe they're stressed at work. Maybe they're stressed with a relationship. Maybe they're, you don't know what's going on. The same way you don't know what's going on in the kitchen at Zaxby's, you don't know what's going on with somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so you can't immediately, you need to take that into consideration. You know, don't be heartless. I mean, understand that, you know, you deal with things sometimes. Well, so does everybody else. Yeah. We all have stuff going on. So don't don't immediately be upset. Yeah. Go go sit down with them and say, hey, what you said really hurt me. And they may say, well, I'm sorry. I, you know, I didn't even think about it. You know, I was, this happened at work and I've just been stressed and I've just, and you're like, okay. Yeah. Okay. You understand it. Better. So that's just a big thing. You guys, it's not about the mistakes that you make. It's about, you know, how you fix it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about, you know, you, you can, you can wreck your car. You can hit the ditch, okay, and you may just destroy your car, but in five years, you're probably going to forget about it. Not forget about it, but it's not going to be as big of a deal to it's you. Not matter. What is a big deal is how well they fix it. Yeah. After it's been broken, because if they don't fix it right, the you know, the paint might fade on the fender they painted, or the headlight that they tried to fix it may fog over again. You know, and you're going to see that in a few years. Okay, but if you fix it right, you fix it by the book, you fix it the way we're supposed to as Christians, it's okay. You know, we just have to know how to fix it. And that it, it just laid it out for us. Yeah. There's 
there's how you fix it. Mm-hmm. So, continuing in verse 21. You ready? I think so. I'm biting the yawn right now. There it is. There it is. No more fighting. Verse 21. Let's get it. Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him as many as seven times? And Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but seventy times seven. Seventy-seven times, sorry. Therefore the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him ten thousand talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had in payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. But when the same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, and seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, Pay what you owe. So the fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. He refused to put him in prison until he should pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all your debt because you pleaded with me, and should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I have had mercy on you. And in anger his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. And so Jesus takes us to a kind of a logical place of thinking here. Um, that the place we must go when believers sin, that kind of forgiveness attitude that we, you know, we're not, you know, um, accusing them or, or no, no, not accusing, but like degrading them from their sin, but more that we're excited they've come home. And so Peter here is, he's saying that, you know, I've, what if I forgive this person seven times, which Peter thinks he's being very generous here because Back in the day, the Pharisaic teachings for the Jews was, if you forgave someone more than three times, you are really generous. And so Peter's here like, what if, Jesus, what if I forgive this guy seven times? Which And Peter was thinking he was all that. And the problem is Peter was just putting a limit on how much forgiveness. And what if Jesus did the same to us? We would never get to heaven. But I feel like, we do the same kind of what you were saying. We do this a lot during the church where uh, we we kind of count the mess-ups almost of somebody. I'm very bad at it in in the place of worship just as, as, you know, as the schedule goes on, you know, songs and stuff like that, people leading or, or doing something in church and they mess up. I'm like, oh my goodness, why don't they get this? And I'm, I'm very bad at that. But you see, if we corrected people by Peter's standard, then, you know, we would never make it anywhere if Jesus did the same thing to us. Well, that should put a whole new light on forgiveness in in itself. Mm -hmm. You know, forgive others as Christ forgives us. I mean, just thinking, like, reflecting on my day-to-day, you know, were there situations that maybe I could have handled better? Were there, I mean, yeah, there probably were. Actually, there were, you know, but think about, you know, the grace that Jesus offers and see we forget that sometimes like when something happens to us we immediately we lose our grace we're like are you kidding me Mm -hmm. that's ridiculous and you don't think about the grace that you receive Mm -hmm. you know if we receive grace shouldn't we want to give it to everybody else we should 
But so many times we kind of forget about that and we're like, can't believe they wronged me again. That's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, there's there there is a point, and I, I believe this. You know, if you forgive somebody and they continue to do it over and over and over and over and have no remorse, that's different. I mean, there's there's a point that you have to wipe your feet off and say, I forgive you, but we're done. Yeah. You know, but forgiveness, you do have to forgive them. You can't hold the grudge. I mean, you've got to forgive them. You've got to let it go. Um, that doesn't mean it's gone, but forgive them and roll on. But, I mean, that's just the thing that, that Peter, again, thought he was being kind of savvy here. And he was saying, you know, well, I forgive him 70. What about 70 times 7? Yeah. No, I mean, it's you don't put a limit on forgiveness because Christ doesn't put a limit on forgiveness for us. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, I, re- I read this thing the other day. It's actually really powerful. I, I, I get like so many religious TikToks. Yeah. And I saw one, actually, there's been several TikToks that I've turned into sermons, uh, to being 100% honest. Oh, yeah. But I saw one uh, last night in bed, and it was this preacher talking about his daughter. And his daughter, he was like, women are dramatic. That's literally how he started it. And he goes, I have a little girl. She's four years old. And when she wants something, and I don't give it to her, she tells me that I don't love her anymore. Oh, wow. And that she doesn't want me to come kiss her goodnight. Oh. <laughs> he said, but guess what I do? Every night, I walk into her room and I kiss her goodnight. He said, because my love for that little girl, nothing can change. He goes, there's nothing that she can do to me that will make me not walk in her room and kiss her goodnight. And that's the way Jesus is for us. There's nothing that we can do to pull ourselves away from God. There's nothing that we can do to separate ourselves from that love. And we need to be that way towards other people. Yeah. You know, if we're going to, you know, Jesus is better. Jesus is better than anything. And if we're going to mimic Jesus, we're going to act like Christ. We need to treat people the way Christ treated people. And there's mm-hmm. nothing that we can do to separate ourselves from the love of God. But we have to live the way we're supposed to live, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but the mistakes that we make doesn't make Christ love us any differently. And that, guys, be that way with people. Be that way with, with other people in your life that you, something happens and you just get so upset and you're so mad and you can't believe they can do that. But then, you know, we do things that wrong Jesus every day. And he doesn't look at us and say, I'm giving up. You know, Dylan's too far gone. Yeah. You know, I just, I can't, can't forgive him anymore. Those words have never and will never come out of Jesus' mouth. That's a fact. Yeah. Not my opinion anymore. That's a fact. Yeah. And if Jesus is going to be like that, we need to be like that. Mm-hmm. Because we are Christ-like. We are Christians. That's what that means. If we're going to be a Christian, we're Christ-like. Yeah. And we need to forgive the way Christ forgives. We need to offer grace the way Christ offers grace. And we need to be willing to go the extra mile for everybody. Right. No matter what. Because that's what we're called to do. And we've, you guys have heard these verses probably a thousand times, but think about it. I mean... How do you handle that stuff? How do you handle confrontation? How do you handle forgiveness? I guarantee you we all have somebody in our heart that we just have a grudge against. Yeah. Get rid of it. Because it's just like you trying to drink bleach to make somebody else die. Yeah. And you're killing yourself. So that's it. Today's all about forgiveness. Right. So if you got if you got hate in your heart, let it out. Yeah. Because it makes you ugly. I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> it makes you ugly. And we need to be 
Huh? It's not a good color. Hey, ain't a good color on you. Not a good color. Sis. <laughs> so get it out of there. Absolutely. So have a good week. Yes. Don't hate. Don't hate. Don't hate. Forgive. Love everybody else. Absolutely. Love even. Oh, I saw this quote. I'm going to leave you with this quote if I can remember it. And it says, when you don't want to love, do it anyway. Have a good day. See you next week.